What's up, people? It's Monday morning. You're probably heading to work. Hating your life. Dreading the week that's about to come up. Can't wait to get through the next five days. Give those five days of your life up just so you can have another precious weekend. If you're living that way, I feel bad for you. If you're living that way, you absolutely need another six-minute Monday. So let's kick this off. Tip number one, thing that I am experimenting with in the gym. I am working on getting myself into a sympathetic state, that's the fight or flight state, using breathing techniques before I do high volume workouts. So, for example, right before I'm about to do a set of chin-ups, pull-ups, inverted rows, push-ups, whatever it is, instead of breathing in and out slowly through my nose, I actually will incorporate breathing in and holding my breath through my mouth. So how does it exactly work? What am I trying to do? I'm trying to, I'd say, get a lot of oxygen into my system with a hard nasal breath in and then a quick, short breath out through my mouth. I'll repeat that three times and then I'll take a huge breath in through my mouth, trying to get myself into this sympathetic state. So having said that, what does it sound like? It'll be exactly like this. The three breaths in will be... So I'm just trying to get a lot of oxygen into my lungs, and then I will do one more huge breath through my mouth, and then I'll hold that breath. I won't go through the details of how you control your breath for the remainder of that set. I've done it a hundred times, and I, I don't want to do it again, but it, I don't know if it's the holy grail of strength or this breathing technique or both things working together, but I've hit PRs in both of my both inverted rows. I hit 48 last week. Actually, yesterday, I hit 48 pull-ups. The, the week before that. So things are going pretty well. Things are going pretty well in that area. Experiment with it. See what you think. All right. Thing number two, training tip of the week. This is going to sound like a stupid one, but I do not recommend that you chew gum while you're lifting weights. If you like chewing gum, if you have to chew gum, if your breath stinks, okay, chew your gum. But during your set, do not chew the gum while you're deadlifting or benching while you're ripping it out. In my mind, I feel like as your jaw is opening up, it's breaking that power chain that you have. So if you have to have that gum in your mouth, put it in your lip like uh, you're chewing the old tobacco. Put it in your cheek. Whatever you got to do, but make sure you're not opening and closing your mouth and chewing gum as you're about to execute that movement. Okay, thing number three, the quote that I am thinking about. It is, perfection is not when there is nothing left to add. It is, it is when there is nothing left to take away. I'll repeat that. Perfection is not when there is nothing left to add. It is when there is nothing left to take away. Think about everything you've done in your life. People want to add and add and add. Uh, you're, you're throwing a party. What kind of food can we add? You're developing a playbook for your football team or, a, or an install for the week. How many more plays can we add? You're developing a presentation at work. You're writing an email. Whatever it is, people just want to add. But the truth is, it's really about what you can take away. Let's keep stripping this down so there's nothing else left we can take out. That's when we have, have achieved perfection. Okay, thing number four. Thing number four, the book that I am reading. So I've really been referencing this book more than reading it. I'd say that I've been uh, referencing Becoming a Supple Leopard. I had to reference it for two separate podcasts. One was with Gary Reinel on Don't Ice That Ankle, and two was on my last podcast about recovery. This book, I read it a while ago, but the beauty of this book, it's kind of like its own little mini encyclopedia. And what it does is it not only talks about recovery techniques, but it has sections dedicated to specific parts of your body. So if somebody hurts their ankle, I open it up and say, ah, we should do this. If my shoulders bother me, I go to the shoulder part, ah, I should do that. It's a great book. It's a huge book. If you get the book and you're not a big nerd like me, well, then don't read the whole thing. 
Just get it, use it, and then use it as a reference for, hey, if this part of my body is irritating me or a client you're working with, it's irritating then, open up that section, use it, a lot of corrective exercises, a lot of things to, uh, I'd even say I like to incorporate a lot of what he did as prehab movement, so we don't wait until somebody gets hurt, we do it before they get hurt, so there's a lot of not only prehab movements, there's corrective exercises, super easy read, lots of pictures, he makes complicated things simple, I love it. Okay. Thing number five, thing number five, my productivity tip, and this one's going to sound awkward, but trust me, it's a productivity tip. I like to, no one else likes it when they're in my car, but I like to park as far away as possible from where I am going. Why do I like to do that? Number one, from a productivity stance, I don't have to circle the parking lot six times in a row waiting for the best spot to open up. I have no stress. I just go far away, I park the car, and we walk. Thing number two, I don't have to spend time in an auto body shop after someone hits my car. So true story, yes, I parked close once because it was cold and my wife did not want to walk very far. It was actually cold and raining a little bit. We were not, we were at a restaurant. We're not even into the appetizer. Someone comes in, uh, I hit a white SUV. Yep, that was me. So I couldn't even enjoy the dinner because uh, she hit my car. Thank God she was honest, but I had to then go to an auto body shop and have my car fixed. Thing number three, you will spend have to spend a little bit less time in the gym because you're getting some extra steps in by walking. I This is my recommendation. You don't have to do it, but I think in the long run, maybe in the short run, it's less efficient because you're not close, but in the long run, we're talking about productivity, right? This uh, you know Efficiency without effectiveness is useless, so park far away, get those steps in, life is good. Thing number six, weirdest thing that happened in the gym or that I saw in the gym. Actually, this thing is about to happen. So, for those of you not in the know of what's going on in advanced training this year, we have a new form of challenge. We have our traditional head-to-head challenges where there's one challenge champ, and now we've added in tag team challenge champs. Well, guess what's happening? We're only three weeks into it, and right now, here's what's going to happen. In the head-to-head challenge champ, sorry, in the head-to-head challenge, we have Joe Trunzo and James Uske. They're going head-to-head. But immediately after that, these guys are actually tag team partners. They have to go perform a tag team event against uh, Pete Amorosi and Bobby Alberino. Now, it sounds normal, except I think it's going to be a little awkward. You know, one guy beats another guy in a head-to-head challenge. Now they got to compete with each other. Uh, I'm expecting some uh, WWF stuff or maybe some hard feelings afterwards. To make it even more interesting, in the tag team event, James Uske and Joe Trunzo have added in a riddle as part of the event. So I, th- I can't remember the exact details. I think someone has to push the prowler 70 yards. They get to the 70-yard mark where they'll, where they'll meet me. I will then present that team with the riddle. They have up to one minute to answer the riddle. If they take exactly one minute, well, they're timed out, and then they have to go back. If they answer it in 10 seconds, boom, they shave 50 seconds off of that time, and now they're able to go back and push the prowler. So the time it takes them to answer the riddle is added to the time it will take of their overall challenge event. I think it's pretty sick. People said, ah, this is stupid. This is not what advanced training was meant to be. But I will counter that with, hey, it's a... I don't know. They come out in a, a, a Detroit set that's two receivers on both sides. They motion to a 3-1 set. Your, your whole secondary needs to make a check immediately. Or you line up in your offensive set, and you, and you got a, an over front, and they shift to an under. All the linemen need to recalculate exactly what they're going to do, how they're going to change their blocking techniques on the play. So this is legit. You know, you're thinking on the fly. This correlates more over into games, into life, whatever it is. Uh, that's it. All right, so these are my six tips for the week. Go attack the week. Don't give up your life. Don't think, oh my God, I have to give up uh, these five days of my life to enjoy the weekend. That's not how life should be. All right, people. Thank you.